Paul, so I must ask, how are you gearing up for hot person summer? <laughs> I don't know yet. Should I start working out? I haven't been to the gym in years. I, it's amazing that you said, should I start working out? Because here's how I'm gearing up for hot person summer. Yeah. I'm going to get fit and trim. In December, I purchased a badminton set. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that you can, conf- I am psyched for all of the lawn sports this summer. You can configure the badminton set for two players, for three players, or for four players. Beautiful. So like, and yes, I am well aware that I need to move more and I was just browsing the wire cutter and this badminton set appeared in an article and I was like, yeah, like that, that's, that's like about, that's the amount I want to move. That, that's like the amount of, like, I feel comfortable moving right now. Like yeah. being excited to swing a still, a silly racket at a, at a silly ball on a, what do you call that? At Dick's Sporting Goods, there's a listing for badminton, shuttlecocks, and birdies. I think we're both right. I'm looking at a wikidiff.com article entitled Birdie vs. Shuttlecock. What's the difference? <laughs> anyway, so come on over, Paul. Let's play some lawn sports. I'm down for it. So as we approach Hot Person Summerfall, who's first on this week's podcast? First up is Rob Poetic and Damu the Fudge Monk. Here on Hometown Sounds. Say, yeah, I never see the Malik. Rock to the rhythm, the beat. Wake it just a little bit. Bless, I'm not an idiot. I got a vibe for my peeps. Yes, I got a vibe in the sky. Gravity will make it collide. Crash to be a part of me. Failure was a start of me. Now I'm kind of thinking it's sweet. Breaking down a lot. They slept and they forgot. We spit it from the chest. Confessing how the pot. I guess we're really not your average high roller. Represent my spot. My system of the soul. I lose the Van Gogh. I told the pole. Told you sometimes you gotta go. Except you're getting old. The world and turn on. You love to just burn. You love the more to say. Stripes you just earned. Them. A lot of not like your flag. You're gonna do what I write. Don't brag. You're gonna break up the life you have. You're gonna go with the right. Your path. You're gonna see nothing. The world is going crazy. But we're gonna leave it. Love. Nothing in the world is going crazy We're going to leave it up above Crazy. We're gonna leave it love. 
Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC plays badminton. I'm Tony Pareco. I'm Paul Vodra. And that was a new song called Open Roads by Raw Poetic and Damu the Fudge Monk. It is the leadoff track from the new album, Laminated Skies. Uh, it is Raw Poetic's sixth solo album and first official solo release on a label, which is London's Def Presse. You can buy it on Bandcamp for seven pounds. I noted Watch- that too. Yeah, watch out for those uh, foreign bank transaction charges. They'll really, uh, they'll really add up the uh, cents on your credit card bill. And there's also two different colors of vinyl. Raw Poetic says that this is his most personal album. He explains, I still can't fully describe what kind of album this is. So now I've reserved myself to telling people it's a Jason album, which is Raw Poetic's non-stage name. I wanted to tell people what the hell is going on through my head sometimes, how I feel as a guy from Northern Virginia. Sometimes it's invisible, other times invincible, sometimes loved, sometimes hurt. Once we got started mixing and matching ideas, well, it became something that I am very proud of. Demu was the um, one responsible for the scratching and production, and also he's the executive producer of this. And uh, on a Bandcamp email, I noted that he wrote, for all the sample addicts and DJs out there, much like Demu the Fudge Monk, I made sure to leave an open drum break at the end of that, that song, Open Roads. Figured some folks would know what to do with it. That's so cool because you're leaving in the tool to do more stuff with it. Exactly. And and I, I heard it at the end and I was like, oh, that's Me too. It. Yeah. Yeah. And actually like talking about raw poetic, what it immediately came to mind when you when we began discussing 
the scratching, which is like that is the element that's always stuck in my head for Mm -hmm. Raw Poetic. Yeah, really great stuff. We last featured Raw Poetic and Demu on the podcast back in May of 2020. And really, like when I was getting ready for this podcast and I found that there was brand new Raw Poetic and Demu to Fudge Monk music, I was like, wait, didn't we just play that on the podcast? No, it was two years ago. (sighs) Yeah. Time's a flat circle. That's right. So, Tony, what's going on with you, man? Here's what's going on with me. Paul, I've gone spork. Yes, I'm I'm very pro spork. You're pro spork? Do you have sporks? I have sporks. How many very, sporks do you have? I have one spork. My girlfriend always has like two sporks in her purse. And we just used a spork the other night from uh, when we got some salads and chopped. That's really great. I mean, like, I... I didn't know what you were going to say like about <laughs> sporks because folks have been really kind of they've described me as mo- a monster. Uh, <laughs> some folks have said, oh, like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Functional. Yeah. Um, so I, I really wasn't sure where you were going to fall. But uh, so, Paul, yes, here, here's one of my sporks. Looks like a, cl- mm-hmm. a classic spork. Love it. Now, Paul, I have three of these sporks. Yep. All right. And. Good I also have a second model of spork that is more spoon than fork. Yeah, I see that. I, I, that's that's the spork that I think I, I gravitate toward. In a variety of colors that no one can Ooh. see because this is a podcast, but the sounds are nice clanking <laughs> around in a coffee mug. Yep, um, good fully work. But yes, but yeah, so like a fork spear stuff, a spoon scoops stuff. Like why must I choose? You don't have to anymore, man. It's all good. Yep. So I've gone spork. What's <laughs> up with you? Oh, my God. Well, I got COVID at a show. I got COVID at a show with a lot of other people that I saw at the show and some of whom played in the show. And it was a Friday. And then the following Monday, we all got COVID all at the same I time. I feel so bad for all of you. Well, you know, it it had to happen, I think, eventually. It was, you know, unfortunate that somebody was there. It seems like it was a, a bit of a super spreader thing because just so many people got it all at once. So still got this cough and uh, trying, trying in all of my meetings, you know, using that mute button quite quite frequently. And like for me, it, it really hit like like one day I was totally, totally down. I had spent the whole day in bed listening to podcasts with my eyes closed. And then after that, I was able to get back to work and I still felt pretty crummy, but it took it took like a good like week and a half before I really started feeling kind of okay again. So now it's behind me. Really feel like for two years, we really struggled to avoid this thing. You know, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted, I got it. It was kind of like the flu. And now hopefully, hopefully for a little while, I don't have to worry about it as much or maybe at all. And then at some point, you know, another variant will come along and I'll have to put, you know, put the the measures back into place. So when a variant comes along, you must fax it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, but it was, it was really like, oh wow, I can't go anywhere. Like I have to order the groceries with delivery. I have to order the, the, the dinner, with uh, the delivery apps instead of running out to get them with the mask on and whatever, you know, so it was fine. I'm fine. I think everybody that got it uh, at this particular show event was uh, turned out fine as well. So there you go. 
the other the other news is that I bought a house. That was kind of crazy. Um, it kind of it kind of just snuck up on us. Uh, first time home buyers. Never bought a house. Congrats before. to you and yours. Yeah. Um, so this is the weird part. We we've been renting this townhouse for the last four years. I don't know how long. And we've been really loving this townhouse. It's really nice in Arlington. And we say, oh, if only the owners would just sell it right to us. That would be perfect. We wouldn't have to move. It'd be great. But, um, you know, they're not going to do that. They want to keep uh, keep that rental money coming in. So it's like this row of townhouses. It's only a few townhouses. But we're currently on the end. And then the townhouse on the other end was owned by an older gentleman. And literally, he bought this townhouse when it was built in 1968 and lived in it for the whole time. And... Those rows of houses do not look like they were built in 1968. I know. I think they were they were done pretty they look well. Very nice. Yeah, I think so. And so he retired from the house to assisted living and sold the house and it was on the market and it was one of these really quick things like it went on the market on the weekend and bids were in Monday and and we got it. And it, it was, you know, woof, it was crazy. So we are now moving over to this house and we're having a lot of work done on this house before we move over to it. But the weird part is that it is the mirror image in the floor plan of our current house. I think this is incredible. Like I've been telling you for for months now that you know all your furniture fits and it's across true. the street. That's kind of, that's my kind of move. I know. I think, you know, obviously we have not moved yet. We will not need a moving truck, obviously, because it's like a matter of feet to go from one house to the other. But I think we're going to hire some strong men. Oh, certainly. You know, because I'm a very big fan of movers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, And I mean, my girlfriend's a very, very hard worker, and she wants to move like the boxes. And I'm not. I mean, she's such a hard worker. I want her to take a break here. I know. I do too. And like. Like I have a lot of books, like like in the room I'm sitting in right now. Like my sound baffling is provided by books, and I have a yeah, lot you're of them. So smart, I should have just and, bought a lot of books. I mean, well, it's it's expensive, and I haven't read a lot of them. But I I don't want to move all of these books. They're very heavy, and I have seen the movers move the boxes of my books, and they are amazing. They can they you know they they like put their hands behind them and then they somebody else loads them with like three or four boxes that are so heavy and they just do it all at once. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, totally. I mean, to watch people move heavy stuff that quickly is just always kind of astounding as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're trying to get as much done as we can in terms of, uh, you know, renovating the house before we move in making it ours. There was there was a lot of wallpaper in this house. Like you go in and there's wallpaper on the walls and you're like, okay, that's fine. You take it off. There were four layers of wallpaper in this house on some of the walls. Did you keep samples for, for memories? I mean, probably. Or did you get any ideas or were there any where you were like, yeah, I like this. I am very anti-wallpaper. I think it's 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 problematic in many ways. And and the fact that like it, so? when it seems like well let me let me just tell you I'll just tell you all right that sometimes with the wrong wallpaper and the wrong outside drywall or whatever you can get some mold 
You can get some mold. You don't want that. You don't want that in your house. Very unhealthy. Got to get that dealt with. So having paint, you just paint the walls. That's the way to go. I really I didn't know that. I do feel like I've learned something. As Listen, I'm learning so much all at once of many, many things. And here's the thing. So, you know, like one of the things we're hoping to do is renovate the master bathroom. Like that's sort of like one of the things that oh, everybody yeah. does. And that is the... A dope master bathroom is the crowning achievement that you have reached real adulthood. That is absolutely true. But here's the thing. I have been a renter for all of my long adult life. You've never had a nice one, have you? And I mean, I've never thought about it. Like my bathrooms are just whatever they are. And like, they've all been fine. And But like the idea of like, what vanity would you like? What wall sconces would you like? What sort of um, barrier do you want for the shower? Do you want like glass? Do you want a shower curtain? What, you know, there's so many choices. I'm like, I've never had to make any of these choices before. Wow. Are you going to, have you thought about your approach here? Are you going to do some strolls and identify fixtures in Home Depot? Are you going to contract with a, you know, uh, contractor which i don't know i don't know why they're called contractors like why mm. that stuck for people who build stuff yeah yeah well so the answer is all of the above we've we've done a bunch of that we've done a bunch of wandering around stores looking at things deciding what we like and don't like have a good contractor at this point the contractor provided us with some references and we actually reached out to the people that were provided and they literally all of them wrote back and it was they were glowing it was kind of astounding. Like they were like, wow, this guy is amazing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So fingers crossed. How did you connect with your contractor? I believe we found the contractor on Washington Checkbook. I don't know if people are aware of what Washington Checkbook is. I have never heard of this site. It's a little bit like Yelp. I think it's a subscription site. I think you actually have to pay for it. And I think it's one of these things that that my parents have provided to me like, oh, Paul, you're going to need this. I was unsure why you were unsure. Yeah. I was unsure of why you didn't know if you needed to subscribe or not. <laughs> yeah. For for a lot of it, I've never needed this thing. And man, we need all of it now, you know, and you could go on there like, what do you need? Drywall, HVAC, plumbing, electrician. Yes. All of the above. That's and there's great. A, there's a million reviews and they're generally pretty good. And um, I feel I feel good about hiring a lot of these people that are listed in checkbook because it's, you know, I mean, you go over to Yelp too and you can look at Yelp and see if there's good reviews, but gosh, who has time to write reviews? You know, Yelp Ah. reviews. Also, I don't know if this is a podcast. It's surprisingly hard to leave a podcast review. Really? People keep asking for them. Oh yeah. But you have to like log in in your Apple Podcasts account, if mm. Apple Podcast reviews are kind of the only game in town, pretty much. Yeah. I don't think Spotify really has them. No, I guess not. But back to Washington Checkbook, finding service providers, that's great. Because like mm-hmm. I feel like every time I have an emergency or a problem, it, it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the night, uh, there's sewage gushing, and you're like, mm-hmm. who do I call? Oh, geez. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, thanks. I think we're all learning things today, and this is real cool. Uh, Let's hear some more music, Tony. What do we got next? Yes, Paul, let's hear some more music. This is a track from Klaus. Check, 
Klaus with a track called Party Lines. Love that. Love that whistling. Whistling's just cool if you go for it, even if you're not that good, even if you're incredible. Like that was just a dude standing in the middle of a room whistling. I love the the mic placement there. So to introduce Klaus, I'm going to read a 
blog post from 2014 about Klaus's music video for the song Give Me All Your Money. Klaus is the duo of Charlottesville's Colin Kalea and DC resident Curtis Fry. Their debut full-length album, Totems, is a trippy and moody listen that you can download for free on Bandcamp. But hey, chip them a buck or two if you do. It's cool. And uh, that appeared on hometownsoundsdc.com. You wrote that. I wrote that. What? <laughs> what? For that Klaus song, Party Lines, I was getting some real 90s Beck vibes from that song, and I approve. Oh, yeah. It's real cool when you can rock out just a tiny bit on an acoustic guitar. Hell, yeah. Also, Colin Kilolea has done music in an act with Albert Hammond Jr., rhythm guitar player of The Strokes. Whoa. This track, Party Lines, is from a new five-song release called Take French that arrived in February. And a reason why I selected this song is that I had an email whoopsie where I lost access to the email account that was tied to all my Bandcamp follows. So I have no Bandcamp emails from between March to now. So like... Yeah, but anyway, Paul, this this made me think that we could have some fun with numbers. Paul, how many Bandcamp artist pages do you follow? <laughs> Looks like I am following 1,386 accounts. Paul, you're ahead of me, but not by that much. I'm at 1,117. Um, side note, my wish list is 1,240 items long. Whoa, you use a wish list? I, of course I use the wish list. It's my favorite feature. Oh, cool. I, I don't think I've ever clicked on the wish list. Oh, my God. That's how I keep track of everything that I might want to play on the podcast. Paul, how many followers does the Hometown Sounds Bandcamp account have? The Hometown Sounds account has 91 glorious, beautiful followers. Uh, So I have three followers. That's beautiful. And uh, they are Lily Schwartz of Erotic Thrillers, who once co-hosted an episode of this podcast. They are Ben Rowney of Bear Shark. These are some cool people. And the post-rock sweeties Ice Out. Yes. (laughs) So that's kind of all I need. By the way, I did once order Bear Shark's album on USB drive. That was also a bottle opener. That's beautiful. And that was about 10 years, like exactly 10 years ago that I first saw them. And they were wearing masks and I was like, Bear Shark? Now that's a fucking band name right there. That is really good. Uh, So yeah, that's. uh, I just thought it'd be funny to talk about Bandcamp numbers. That's it. I'm done here. So Paul, let's hear another song on this week's podcast. (laughs) Next up is Bottled Up. Got a flowing shift Wait for big gifts Hard so far It never ends Stretches right time It never bends We are with our mission As we run from decisions Been waiting on the sun gone down Shove it off the bleach blonde town Always wanna play it up Hit it when the door stays shut Hands are full, yeah we full on living Eyes are bold, yeah we full on giving Got a flowing shift 
absorbing in our hearts Take me apart I was born from memories Of the drives through Beverly Got a flowing shift Wait for big gifts soundtrack for hot person summer oh yeah hell yeah who was that paul that was bottled up with a new song called italo love it is one of two advanced singles from the new album grand bazaar on pittsburgh label misra records home to bands like hallelujah the hills phosphorescent and great lake swimmers you can pre-order this now on digital or vinyl, or you can subscribe to Misra Records monthly to get their entire back catalog all at once and the new stuff as it comes out, which is pretty cool. One of those little Bandcamp features. It means like $5 a month and you get all their stuff. Like when they put out something new, you get it. It's pretty cool. We last featured Bottled Up on this podcast back in July of 2020 with the song Kilo. Also, Tony, in case you don't remember, we just saw Bottled Up open for Bad Moves at the Black Cat, and it was pretty awesome. They were great. Oh, absolutely. So much fun. Great way to start that show, and that was an amazing show. They write about this album. For the logged on and the attention addled, Grand Bazaar will feel familiar. It's got the dizzy bottomlessness of being on the internet all the time. You know the feeling. From meme to hot take to daily dispatch, from friend or foe, it's all vertigo-inducing crazy-making stuff, but bottled up metabolizes this infinite scroll into the waves their work gets to boogie board on. Their debut release on Misra Records, Bottled Up's Grand Bazaar, takes the idea of punk and makes it global, digital, and online in 2022. From finding meaning in a world riddled with climate change, playing love's supernatural mind games, or as frontman Nico Rao puts it, the daily act of subconsciously submitting and surrendering to death, Bottled Up's back and forth with the big stuff makes for an utterly danceable album of As the World Burns, Italo, Funk, and New Wave. So that was a mouthful. 
So one of Bottled Up's members is Colin Kelly. On this record, he did vocals, piano, and bass. Colin Kelly also played drums in Young Rapids, who, uh, gosh, that was a... Wasn't it fun to have a band around that, like, NPR loved? (laughs) Yeah, we had a few of those in the 2010s. But I also went to college with Colin Kelly. Whoa, how about that? Yeah, and... I think this happened at a house party, but I ended up getting to chat with Colin and he started talking about being an art major. And he said, yeah, you just do whatever and probably got to be. <laughs> as long as you complete the assignment, you'll get a beer. The song title, Italo Love, I think is probably a reference to a genre of music called Italo Disco, which maybe some people are not familiar with. Um, it originated in Italy, obviously, in the late '70s. Was mainly produced in the '80s, in the early '80s. It's a you know, it's a particular style of of disco. Of course, after disco was basically banned in America when they had that big burning of all the disco records at the stadium, which is kind of legendary. Wait, I don't know this historical event. Oh yeah. Basically, I think it was in Chicago. I might be wrong about that. There was a a DJ, a, a radio DJ who had a, a, a publicity stunt to invite people to the baseball stadium and bring their disco records and they would burn them. And they, they lit a fire like in the middle of the, of the field and people burned all their disco records. And it was kind of that moment when everybody just decided that America was done with disco. Um, so anyway, the, the term Italo, uh, is, which is a generic prefix meaning Italian, has been used on, on pop music compilations in Germany and uh, other parts of Europe. But Italo disco is kind of, it's still used today to, de- to define some particular styles of house and disco music. So I'm assuming that that is what Bottled Up is referring to in the title of the song, um, because they're definitely fusing some, some rock and funk with some electronic dance and house and disco vibes, which I'm really, really down for. It's great. Yeah, I love it when the 70s, when 70s disco can come back, like on a great soundtrack or something, and uh, bottled up, you're pulling it off. Hell yeah. Tony, do we have more music on the podcast? Paul, we have more music on the podcast. Next is No One's Fear.
that was No One's Fear with a track called Where I Was. And I mean, it was so good. I mean, I just feel like I'm 13 again hearing Weezer for the hearing Weezer in the rentals for the very first time. And No One's Fear is Dave Mann, the band, the project of Dave Mann. So this is from a new seven song No One's Fear release. Where, it, where it's Dave Mann and Jared Nicolay played all the instruments, I think. And I love the mystery of a songwriter, of a composer who's like, no, I'm above playing the music myself. You know, it, it sounds brainy and I, and I love the mystery of it. <laughs> the release is called Isn't Everything About Something. You can buy it on Bandcamp for five bucks or you can get it on CD or cassette for six bucks. Paul, isn't it crazy to think about us telling our grandchildren about how Dave Mann set us up? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, man. I don't know what to say about that. And also, isn't it kind of crazy that we're going to have grandkids together? Yes. What? What? I just wanted to try sneaking that in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Almost, almost made it, man. Uh, so I'd like to read a review that appeared on No One Spheres Bandcamp page. It goes like this. The first six songs are so bad fucking tastic. So much diversity. Sorry, but the last track was too long. And the last track is uh, 30 minutes and 50 seconds. It's called Motivation Part 2. But back to the review. But still, I can say for first six tracks, five beers out of five beers. Kindly, Lars from Denmark. <laughs> Beautiful. I will note that we have actually featured two songs from this album previously on the podcast. In January of 2021, we played Bad Behavior. And way back in August of 2018, we played Pictures in My Room. Love that. Yeah, this release rules. And Dave, they're great songs. And Jarrett can just like dial in any pop rock style. Do something pretty magical. I would love to see... No One's Fear Live. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but that would be a really fun show. Yeah. Let's keep barreling and play another song, Paul. Who's next on this week's show, Paul? Next up, we're going to get weird with Sonata Faction Presents Idiomatic by Auto Lola. Stay with us. We'll explain. You say you ready to rock. 
That song was called Wayward, as I said, by Sonata Faction Presents Idiomatic by Otto Lola. Uh, This comes from a six-song release on the Future Times record label, which is run by Max D, a frequent DJ and electronic music producer. Okay, so this group... Sonata Faction. It's a DC-based collective. It includes producers Black Moses, Jelani Kwesi. For Auto Lola, this project represents the culmination of like six years of writing and producing. And uh, Paul, so this release, Idiomatic, I still don't think I, I don't think I really know what Idiomatic means. Self-referential-ish? Sure. Come on, Paul. What does, what does Idiomatic mean to you? <laughs> well, the definition is using, containing, or denoting expressions that are natural to a native speaker. I have no idea what that means. Uh, the other definition is appropriate to the style of art or music associated with a particular period, individual, or group. Things belonging to other things? <laughs> Hard to describe, but you'll know it when you see it. So, lead vocalist Otto Lola, he was born and raised in the Shaw Howard area, and he's now based in Brooklyn. He's been producing for like five or six years and doing Otto Lola for the last two, and gosh, that's some smooth experimental rap. Uh, definitely, this fits in right alongside uh, Nappy Nappa, who we featured on this podcast before. Otto Lola has produced music with and for Nappy Nappa, and also Pat Kane, one of the members of this collective, uh, is 
a duo with Nappy Nappa called Model Home, which is quite well known. They put out a ton of music. I don't think more than a week goes by that I don't get Bandcamp emails about new Model Home music, except for March through now until when I got my Bandcamp <laughs> email shut off. <laughs> Thank God. It was just because of this email misunderstanding. Like, I got this notice that was like, hey, your Google workspace is getting shut off. And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and there was nothing on the page that said, this is your email. Mm. Uh, so it took me like a, a month-ish before I realized that I was not getting new emails in that account. Mm. And then I, I thought like, is there anything important I use that email for? And it hit me like four days ago that I was like, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, are we going to start moseying out on this week's episode, Paul? But do we have one more song? Are we going to do the thing that we that we typically do? Of course we are, man. We're creatures of habit. But first, I must say that we are almost at the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for being a part of our DC music journey for 10 years. More than that? 10 years, yeah. Wow. How about that? How about Time's that? Time's a flat circle. That's right. Um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds. The website is hometownsoundsdc.com. You can look for Hometown Sounds in any podcast player you choose, and you should find us. Also, podcast reviews yeah, have a role in determining podcast visibility. So if you have it in you to leave a review, that'd be cool. Thanks. Paul? We have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. Send us your music. I will get it again. <laughs> and for the listeners of this podcast, please support the musicians that you've heard by buying their music. And seeing them play live. You can, and it's lots of fun. And we're going to go out on a track from a band that I had not heard of until I was doing some digging around for some new songs. I think I found this. You know how Bandcamp sends those emails out? Like if I'm following somebody and they buy music, every once in a while Bandcamp will say, hey, these two or three accounts that you follow have bought new music. Uh, we found a lot of stuff from Rock and Repair, of course. Yeah, okay, Rock now I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. So somebody I follow bought this album and I didn't know about it, clicked on it and was like, hey, how about that? It's a DC band. And I listened to the album and I was like, wow, this is good. The band is called Goodbye Future Man. And the song that I've chosen, it was really hard to pick because these songs are all really good. Uh, the, the song I've chosen is called People Here, comma, Running Out. I'm not quite sure what that song title means. Uh, this comes from the debut album Disappearing People by this synth-driven psych rock band, Goodbye Future Man. It is $7 on their band camp. Here's what I want to know. My first thought, is their band name a reference to Back to the Future? Is that a line? I think so, or it's like close to a line. I mean, we're now playing the, oh, people ye like yelling at their phones because the hosts of a podcast don't know something. That's true. That's true. In, in my head canon. It's a Back to the Future reference because... Who might say it? Biff? No, no, no. Uh, Doc. Doc Brown. When he's trying to send Marty back, he's like, goodbye, future man. That's my head like, right I don't, there. I don't doubt you, but I guess it sounds a little silly for a character who kind of talks in science. Oh, but Doc Brown's a very silly character. Oh, I agree. I'm just wondering if it would make its way to... Anyway, um, let's stop talking about movie lines we can just look up. 
yeah, enjoy this song. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And we'll see you all next time.